Hey guys, and welcome back to the Student Perspective Podcast. I hope you guys got a chance to listen to our last episode, where I brought some of my friends from Texas A&M, and we basically just shared our perspectives at that school. In this episode, we'll have a more general approach and talk about our experiences as pre-med students. And for this episode, we brought two special guests. Uh, Dia, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey there, I'm Dia, and I'm going to be a sophomore at UT next year, and my major is right now public health and CNS, and I'm doing a minor in business. Nice, nice. And Dia is on the pre-PA track, but she knows a lot about the pre-med track as well. And I hope with her experiences as pre-PA, you'll definitely consider that as a viable track for you. And also we have Pooja here. Pooja, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi everyone, I'm Pooja. Um, I'm a rising sophomore at UT Austin as well. I'm thinking about declaring either finance or MIS. Um, and I'm also on the pre-med track for non-health majors right now. Nice, nice. So like Akshat, Pooja is doing a business major, but she's also on the pre-med track. So there's just another perspective for you to see that you don't have to just take a biology major or a chemistry major or some kind of science major to be a pre-med student. And also on the podcast, we have Absal and Aksha here who have been on our episodes for a while now. So let's just start with the first question. Um, I know we're all Indians here. I don't want to make it too stereotypical, but was there a role in your parents pressuring you guys to be a pre-med student or was that more of an initiative on yourselves? Um, I definitely think that like my parents never like brought me up to feel pressured and I honestly feel like there's always been pros and cons to that because without the pressure I was never really determined to do good on my standardized testing. I was really low in my rank but I never felt like that pressure from my parents which like I saw my other friends experiencing but then at the same time I think that was really better on my mental health but for my parents I personally think that they never really pressured me when it came to academics. Nice. And would you say they pressured you into choosing a career in medicine or was that a decision by you? Um, actually, no. My parents are the total opposite. They actually want me to go into more arts and just something that I have more like interest towards. But me personally, in high school, I did like develop like a really good passion for medicine and just like working in like a hospital environment. So that was just my personal liking that I did not want to be behind a computer screen from eight to five like my parents. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Aksha, what about you? Um, yeah, no, same. My my parents didn't really pressure me for this at all. You know, they just they were good with whatever I did. But then, I guess for me, at first, it was my decision because of more societal standards and you know the amount of Indians I saw going to pre med and joining HOSA and all that. So I got into that, and then I went to college with that too. And you know, it's all my fault. You know, I should have known more about it. But thank like thank God I actually like it and have fun in it and want to do it in the future. So I'm going to pursue it. But aside from that, no, my parents didn't have any pressure. I think it was completely my decision and yeah, I'm happy with it. Yeah, for sure. I'm not going to lie here. I had pressure from my parents when I was a young age to think about medicine, not necessarily choose it, but definitely consider it as a viable occupation. Like I would remember like in elementary school or middle school, they would definitely say like a hey, medicine's not a bad option. I wouldn't say they pressured me into saying this is the only option you have, but I could definitely say that they kind of steered me towards medicine. And luckily, like Aksha, I end up liking it. So I don't feel too bad, but who knows what it may have been if I didn't like medicine. 
And like a story here I always remember is like my parents, I remember they were so scared when like I basically got a blood test when I was in eighth grade. And after seeing the sight of blood, like I passed out and my parents were like so scared, like, oh no, like, is this guy actually going to do medicine or not? Like if he can't even see the sight of blood. And so like at that point, I guess I kind of realized that, oh, my parents really do want me to do medicine. But like I said, I was able to develop my own passions for medicine, like ISM and shadowing and all that stuff. And so I think at the end of the day, it all worked out. So Absol, what about you? Yeah, mine is pretty much the same as Tarun. Um, my parents wanted me to do like medicine because like personal experience, like my sister had some issues with her eyes. So like, that's where it kind of started. So they've always been pushing me towards that. Yeah. And then definitely I probably like found my actual interest, like, like Tarun ISM, I got to shadow an ophthalmologist. So that's where like, I actually got interested in medicine pretty much. That's good. That's good. Um, Pooja, I know you went to TAMS and obviously TAMS is mainly for like engineering or pre-med students. How would you say the environment there was for like medical students and whatnot, or pre-med students? <laughs> Um, I think that most of TAMS was pre-med or engineering, but I never felt pressured to like go into medicine because of that. Um, my parents also never pressured me. They were fine with anything I did ever since I was a kid. And like my whole inspiration to like, become a doctor actually came when I was three years old and I've wanted to be a pediatrician ever since. Um, actually, like the backstory on that is I had a rare disease called Kawasaki oh. and um, I nearly passed away, but my pediatrician actually diagnosed me. And the reason I'm alive is because of her. So just being able to do that for other kids is just something that I want to do in the future. And I love working with children. So um, I really want to be able to do that for children. And I've never felt the pressure from my parents or like from anyone at TAMS. Um, I got to shadow um, at TAMS as well. And yeah. I did a lot of community service orgs with children. And like from there, my growth or like my inspiration to become a doctor has like only grew. So. Wow, that's amazing. Oh my God. Thank God she diagnosed it earlier. Could you explain what you had? Like, what would it, what was Yeah, so Kawasaki is actually a rare heart condition. Okay. Um, and it affects young children. So, like, children from, like, the ages of three to six, mostly. Mm -hmm. um, so, my, actually, my first symptom was I had a really high fever. And my mom was super scared. She took me to the doctor. But my doctor was off call. And so, I was referred to another pediatrician, my pediatrician currently. Her name's Dr. Fowers, and she had a, like an intuition that I wasn't doing too well, and she said, you should take her to the emergency room and take her to Children's Med in Dallas. So I was there in the hospital like on a ventilator and on IV system for like a couple of weeks, when you were and um, she diagnosed me, um, said I had Kawasaki, and like I went through all the treatment. I was fine, fortunately, but I have like, I have my whole life to thank to her. So um, I'm just super grateful that I have her Yeah. Um, and that I went through that because that really inspired me to do what I want to do in the future. Yeah, that's definitely good. That's definitely good. And I like how you've chosen, like you want to be a pediatrician, like all your, like because of these experiences and you've built upon those experiences. But I want to ask you guys a question. I know it gets me like kind of ticked off, but like, don't you guys hate it when like people like, they want to be like an oncologist or a neurologist, but they just add like pediatric in front of it, you know? And like all of a sudden they're just like, I want to be a pediatric oncologist. I want to be a pediatric orthopedic neurosurgeon or something like that. You know, like, do, you feel, <laughs> do you feel like a lot of people nowadays want to just be in medicine for the prestige or money 
and like they don't actually research anything behind it because i'll tell you like in my personal experience like during like ism winter showcase or something like that right like i would see a lot of people like and i definitely like props to them like they're trying you know but like i feel like if they were able to research a, a bit more you know like obviously it's in high school it's fine you know but like they want to be like a pediatric cardiothoracic neurosurgeon or something like that you know but like there's nothing wrong with that but a lot of these guys didn't have feasible plans or anything like that do you think that like i said people just like the name of medicine and don't really know what they're getting into nowadays well i personally think like the whole term like getting into medicine has honestly brought like down by our parents and like really like pressuring kids to go into medicine but honestly i really wish if these kids just like researched a bit more into medicine the amount of like occupations available is like insane like the physician assistant you can go into surgery assistant and we haven't even gotten into nurse nurse practitioning traveling and the amount of techs on your unit are crazy you can go into ekg tech you can mm -hmm. go into like any single sort of like feel that you want but if you just like reached out and like researched a little bit i think you would could find like an occupation that fits the amount of schooling you want to do with the amount of debt you want to graduate with and like your work and life balance yeah exactly exactly you know because i feel like a lot of people wrongly believe that medicine is just either physician or surgeon you know and like those are the only two that will bring you name whereas in reality like at the end of the day you're helping people you know you're saving lives and any job you do in medicine is prestigious you know? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, like this summer, I'm actually interning for CVS Health and I work for like healthcare right now, but I'm on the MIS side or like the data analytics side. So I think there's so many ways that you can work with healthcare, but not be directly involved in that system. And like Thea said, um, there's so many different options that you can explore and that you can look into. Like you don't have to be a doctor to like make an impact. You can always like work in a different field and also still like impact the healthcare industry. So. Yeah. True. Yeah, I agree. I think um, if you're not truly passionate about becoming like a doctor or anything, you're going to find out pretty quickly and then you're going to drop like most of the people that just choose doctor because like it's high paying, like you're not going to see them go through the whole process because they're going to change really quickly. And then with the, the different occupations thing, I think it's just good to keep your mind open because like so many things can change between the time that you get into college or between the time you apply to med school, like there's so many factors. And even after you get into med school, like there could be so many things that inspire you to choose like different types of careers. So definitely like myself, like I, I enjoy ophthalmology, but I'm not gonna be like, oh, that's the only thing I'm gonna do, right? If yeah, something yeah. interests me later on, like you can you can switch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I'd say like to Tune's point of, um, of, you know, not really knowing what you're getting into, honestly, and just putting a name out there i'd say early mid high school that was definitely me i not know you know what exactly medicine was what i was getting into it was just more the name but then you know as like so junior year, i shadowed a gi and you know as i got to see what she does it is not just a name like if i, I was why would you choose gi bro with colonoscopy <laughs> See, I saw like everyone going to orthopedic surgeons and general physicians. I thought like GI would be different and unique, you know, because like I've never gone to GI and it, I thought it'd be really cool. Then I saw all the colonoscopies and the endoscopies, you know, especially the colonoscopies. Um, the smell hit different in a bad way. The smell, oh yeah, yeah. no, that, <laughs> that liquid outburst after you take the scope out. Yeah. 
yeah, like, I mean, it was really cool. But then I know for sure I would not be wanting to, you know, use a colonoscope my whole life. What what smelled worse, that or a football locker room? Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Going off, like going off of what Akshat just said, if you're like unsure about what you should do, um, and if you're in high school, like I think my piece of advice would be just like explore different options that are healthcare related. Um, I actually, we had an, a dissection at TAMS in 11th grade and I cried while watching it. Like I cannot see like an animal being cut up. Um, I'm okay with blood, but like I just can't stand dissections. And like, that was like the worst day of my life. I threw up, I cried. But like that didn't define like I don't want to be a doctor, I can't go to med school. Um, and then that summer I actually got the chance to volunteer at the Dallas Presbyterian. Um, and I got to work in the child nursery, which um, like that just like brought back that whole feeling of like I want to be a pediatrician again. And like that dissection was like nothing to define like what I'm going to do in the future. Um, just seeing kids always like helps me um, remember like what my goal is. So like my piece of advice for any high schooler is just seek out volunteering opportunities, seek out like uh, medical professionals, um, shadowing, and like try to find that passion. Um, and if you don't have it, there's always other options that you can explore. Yeah, like going off of like what Pooja said, like going in high school, I was like really more into pediatrics and I was just like, MD is the only thing for me. But the second I like became an EMT and got on like the back of an ambulance and like saw a motor vehicle collision and I felt like that hands on actual treatment, actually going inside the ER and actually diagnosing that whole aspect, I was just so intrigued too. And honestly, at the end of the day, I don't, I really just want to be a physician assistant in the ER and I do want to see all the trauma and I just feel like high schoolers these days just think that's like surgery or just general practice as like the only two options like you haven't even got into OBGYN like intensive care just like there's so many other units like in the hospital and you can do MD you can do nursing though like literally in medicine the options are limitless. Yeah definitely and uh, going back to what Pooja said about TAMS would you say the competition pre-meds there was pretty bad because I know like a lot of people who share stories about TAMS being like super toxic when it comes to <laughs> competition and whatnot so what would you say <laughs> then? I actually um, think the complete opposite I love TAMS like with my whole heart I would go back there any day um, I never felt like there was any competition at all there was no rank um, no one ever knew like what my GPA was everyone was always in their own world but at the same time like always helping each other um, we had this little cafe downstairs called Mac and like if there was ever an exam like people would willingly like give up their time just to help you. Um, and I felt like everyone's reason for being pre-med there was super genuine. Um, um, because it was a school of like only like 170 kids per class, I knew everyone super well and I knew that their intentions for going into pre-med were always good. Um, I never felt the competition at TAMS. I actually went to TAMS to escape competition from my past high school, North Hills. Okay. Um, so I, I actually feel the total opposite. It was never toxic and I love TAMS like with my whole heart. That's nice. That's, that's really good to hear, you know, because I know I've talked to a lot of people before who went to TAMS and they said like, especially engineering, I wasn't sure too much about pre-med, but like in engineering, there was always like a feeling to one up someone else, you know, because like everyone there was like great students and whatnot. And like, like you said, people went to TAMS to escape the competition because there was no rank. But if anything, it led to more competition because you see this one guy making this one machine and getting it to Stanford. And you're like, oh man, like I got to do something like that too. You know? Yeah. 
that's why I asked, you know. I feel like competition can also be internalized. Like when I first went to TAMS, um, I felt super intimidated because all my friends, they went to like Intel Science Fair and like they all had like research scholarships and were already doing so many different things that I wasn't doing. And I always felt that fear of like, am I living up to them? Um, yeah. Why am I here in the first place? My SAT score wasn't even anything compared to theirs. Um, and I always felt like the need of like one-upping them, like maybe I should seek out research just so that I can say I have research too. But at the end of the day, I think you should just seek competition for yourself and not because it validates like, oh, I'm doing it because they're doing it too. You should do it because you want to do it. And um, I think that feeling slowly went away when I realized that like everyone's there for a reason and um, everyone's there to help each other out at the end of the day too. So yeah exactly for sure for sure and i just want to branch off and ask another question here we were talking about like how so many people are interested in medicine but they aren't really doing the research behind whether they really want to go into medicine so my question here was do you think medicine is a field where it's for everyone or do you think really only certain people can thrive in medicine and so let me give you like an example here like say you have a friend who did, who's currently like 25 or 26. It's been four or five years since they graduated and got their BS. And they're still trying really hard to get into medicine. They're retaking the MCAT and everything. Is there a point where you tell them, maybe you should look at something else or do you still keep encouraging them to do pre-med? Well, like, I think, is that, aren't you like only allowed to take the MCAT up to like seven times? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're hitting like your fifth or sixth time, I think it's just like, there's so many more like fields you can go into. Like even IT and medicine can be integrated. Management and medicine can be integrated. Like, and you, there's like, if you want to work in a hospital, nursing is honestly such a great option, which I feel like a lot of people really look down upon it, like nurses, but I feel like they're really out there um, helping out the medical field, like nurse practitioning, like you can build up to that. So definitely I would like reach out and advise people and like just give so many more career options. And you know, like if like luckily if one just suits their interest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess in that case, you know, like Dia said, there's a limit to the number of cats you can take. So that's like a natural stopping point. Pretend there is no limit. Okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like, if they're that dedicated with that much perseverance, you know, they'll get there. If they have nothing else they want to do. I mean, yeah, they'll get there if they really want to do it. I mean, like, you're no one to really stop them and say, like, oh, no, you can't really do it. But then yeah. I think, like, it's at a point where self-realization hits. You know, if I'm, like, like I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be, like, I'm, like, after high school – keep taking that ACT or SAT whatever because I would really want to go to Harvard you know I hate self-relation in like eighth grade I'm not going to Harvard you know what I'm saying so like <laughs> I know where I am and I guess it just depends what your perseverance is and you know what you really want to do no but in this case they're not trying to get into Harvard they're just trying to get into any medical school you know yeah that's what I'm saying like medical school is like really hard yeah. you know for, it's like getting into a good college but yeah that's the point like if you if you can try hard enough to do it, I guess it just depends on when you realize it yourself. Yeah. yeah. Going yeah. off of what Akshat just said, like, I think with any profession, you should never lose sight of your goal. Um, like, if there were an unlimited amount of tries for the MCAT, like, I'd say keep trying, like, never give up. Um, that's with any <laughs> profession, too. Like, if you have that goal, you know that, like, 
it's meant for you and that you've always wanted to do that, you should always do your best to get there no matter what. Yeah, I agree with Oxshot. I mean, people don't realize that the average like matriculant age is 24. So like, do is only one one year off. But I think what if, if you yeah, if that's what you're truly passionate about, then like what if, what if he was 30? He was 30. Yeah. I mean, it's it's still never too late. Like if that's really his passion, then he should go for it. But like I, I feel like everyone should 100% have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're going to college right now, like find a special skill that can be like profitable, like right out of college. So like even if you miss your first chance, you can you can get a job, get some money, do the MCAT again. You know, like you, you could you could do that for two three years, and if you end up progressing in the job that you've done and that's just what you like, then you can just go with that. So like, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Always just have a backup plan. The reason why I was it seemed like I was pressing you guys so much is because I just want to put like devil's advocate here. And what if so like basically to speak on the other side? You know, this guy's been trying for the MCAT for so long. Wouldn't it be better to just tell them to stop because the MCAT is not the final exam you'll take for your medical track. You have to take the USMLE step one, step two, the board certification exams, which are all much harder than the MCAT, you know? So do you really want them to go down that path if it seems like they're struggling with the MCAT or like pre-med track in general? I mean, people, people get into college without like great MCATs and like GPAs. Like if they got a good story or they got like a true passion, and like I've I've heard a lot of people like their stats aren't good, but they'll get an interview and they'll just they'll bang that interview and they'll get in. I think I mean the MCAT it tests like how good you are at reading information, processing different types of information, which is a really important med school, right? But I mean I I feel like if you've got the chance for med school, you should give that a shot and then see where that leads leads you essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that so. Because, like, yeah, numbers aren't everything. There are exceptions. But then, you know, going on Turin's side, like, if you keep, if you continue to take the MCAT with no job, you're going to have to, like, pay for your food, pay for your rent, pay for all these things. So, like, you know, natural selection just comes in place. You're like, <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't be <laughs> doing this or the natural order of things, you know. And then you just end up getting a job and just settling there. But I was talking to this, um, this one guy who goes to med school at Stanford. It's like Stanford too, right? And this, he told me that there's a 50-year-old person in his class. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I guess people don't stop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think, like, if there's a will, there's a way. And, like, you should always try to find that way. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I was just showing the other perspective of my, what others might say. But I definitely agree with you guys. You know, like, like for example, like, we try so hard to get into college, you know, and at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what college we get into, but what we do with opportunities at college. Same way with medicine, you know, as as long as you get into a medical school, it doesn't matter where you go. As long as you get your MD at the end of the day, it it all works out fine. But my next question I want to ask is, why do you think there's so much stigma to other stuff like DO or PA? And why does everyone want to go to MD first? I think that all just comes off of like friends peer pressure and just like looking at like 
people older than you that have like a higher rank that are actually successful and actually advising you like, hey, I think you should try for MD first. And if you don't get into medical school, then maybe try for some DO schools and then PA schools. That just like already like sets off like a rank, like just hearing from people that are more successful than you or just hearing from like the MDs that you've shadowed. But I definitely like don't see anything wrong like being a DO, you're still a doctor, you still can make an impact in medicine. And same thing goes with like a PA, you're not a physician's assistant, you're a physician assistant. I think like, that's like a, like a, like a doubt that I just wanted to clear. And then also at the end of the day, you are like, like making an impact in medicine. Like I said, it does not matter whether you're MD or like a DO, PA nurse, you name it. Like, I feel like everyone's making an impact. Yeah, I 100% agree, dude. DOs and PAs are still balling. Like they make so much money, mm-hmm. but like, if if that's the way you choose to go, like you can still help people. Like there's no, I mean there's no difference. But yeah, just know like DOs and PAs are, you, you can make some serious money from them too. Yeah, like I never understand people who say they would rather go Caribbean than go DO. Like is it mm. that much? Like is it that important to you guys? Like. And all the deal, hundred percent. I'll be on, I'll be honest with you guys here. Like I used to make jokes about deal, you know, like before, like I really was able to learn about everything, and I just think it's something that our our environment just cr- cultivates, you know. Like we cultivate this idea that MD is number one, and then DO is number two. You should only go for DO if you don't get into MD. Where in reality, MD and DO are both on the same level. You know, and like, there'll be like these super like extremists who say like DO is technically not a real science. Like I don't really, like I don't really support all that stuff, you know, but at the end of the day, nothing will beat that satisfaction knowing that you helped a patient. And at the end of the day, whether you do it as a PA, an MD or a DO, it shouldn't really matter. Well, if you look at like MD schools acceptance rates and then DO schools acceptance rates, the MD schools are lower. So already just creates a stigma that like, if I got into MD, I'm automatically a bit higher. I'm already like, in like the lower percentage because I'm already like smarter, but I just don't think like that's the case because I think like pe- there's less people applying to DO schools. So then so many more people do get into DO than you'll get MD. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know, honestly, like, like you said, like, yeah, there's certain stats that can tell you that, oh, you know, DO is inferior to MD, but like, it's, it's really not, you know, it's like, it's not really like, like Trina was saying, like, what you are, it's like, like, how do you reach, it doesn't matter, like, how you reach the goal, it's, the, it matters that you reach the goal, you know what I'm saying, and, like, all these, like, DO is, like, really good, like, Trina was saying, like, I'd much rather go to any DO school than the Caribbeans, because even after you go to Caribbeans, it's not like you're getting your MD, it's so hard to get residency after that, and it's so much harder, like, overall competing and getting all the tests, I don't know, it's, like, just, like, this ignorance, like, yeah, like, before we were educated, yeah, we are ignorant, too, but then, like, when you like actually know about it and learn from it, then you realize that, oh, I was wrong all along. And like this ignorance really isn't valid. Yeah, people forget how difficult even it is to like complete a DO program or a PA program, right? You're still gonna go four more years, maybe a couple years after that. So like at the end of the day, if you're a successful DO or PA, no one's gonna question you, right? Also, I I don't think it's, like, up to us to, like, say, like, oh, a DO is, like, worse than, like, being a surgeon or, like, being a nurse is, like, worse than being an anesthesiologist. I don't think it's up for us to decide because at the end of the day, like, every healthcare professional is making some impact in some way, and it took them a lot of work and a lot of education to get there. 
to the place that they are right now. So I don't think it's like for us to decide like one is worse than the other. So I feel like there shouldn't be a stigma in the first place. Oh God, we're like college kids and high school kids. You know, we're nothing right now. I don't know how, I don't know how we can be talking about these people actually are yeah. making a living. Exactly. exactly. And another stigma that I want to talk about was why is there a stigma around pre-med dropouts? Like, like Aksha, I know you told me this, like at Baylor, they have a phrase like business, business by Christmas or whatever. No, and recently I was looking at this, I was looking at this and it's basically said like, that they get like the pre-med culture is too toxic. And like 22% of people reported getting bullied in the pre-med, like pre-med uh, environment. And that number obviously would increase, especially knowing like if you dropped out or something like that, you know? So why is there this stigma around dropping out of pre-med, even though people know it's like one of the hardest things you can do. So it's, it should be acceptable for you to drop out, but why is it not in our culture right now? I feel like a lot of this toxicity is self-inflicted. Like number one thing is like, you can't, you can't go into college and then compare yourself to others. Cause that's, that's just going to lead into like a, downfall of your own like mental health your own like willingness to keep going so like i mean, worry about yourself first of all right i i mean i i don't really see that many people talking about like uh, like shaming other people for like dropping out it's more i see people like they say like oh um so-and-so already got into this program so-and-so is doing this research and then that that's kind of how it the toxicity starts and to yeah. be honest, I don't think it's really the students. I think in my personal experience, it's mainly the parents that really cultivate like this toxicity. It's like, oh, did you hear this person dropped out of pre-med? And then like the other parent would be like, yeah, I know they wouldn't, like it, it wasn't right for them in the first place. Like it all ties back into this idea that like in addition to students, it's also parents a lot of times who cultivate this idea that, oh, students aren't ready for this. Students don't do this. like. I just never understand why parents have to talk about other students about their academics, you know? So why, why do you think it's like that? Why do you think parents like talk about like, oh, this person dropped out of pre-med or something like that? Well, just these parent like gossips, like what, what else are they going to do? You know what I'm saying? They can't be talking about what they coded today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's obviously bad. Like it, it annoys me a lot, you know? Cause like if someone declares pre-med, then they drop out. Everyone's like, oh, yo, you know, he dropped out. Like, he's not fit or anything. But, like, honestly, I respect them for dropping out because, like, they're, be they're in a better position than me. They know what they want to do. They're in a, like, happier state. They're not, like, in that, oh, I have to be prepared for this. You know, like, they actually had the guts to do it. And, like, you know, they know what they want to do. So, like, and all respect to them. But for these parents, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's going to stop right now, especially in Indian culture. But... <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, a lot of a lot of cultures like there's there's a part of it that's like centered on prestige. Yeah. Especially I feel like with brown culture. And what the parents don't realize is like how difficult it is as a student, you know? Because they've I mean, usually we're the first generation, right? They've mm -hmm. never gone through what we're going through currently. So they would they would never know, right? So I think I think it's it's ignorance part of it, but it's also like a part of the culture that the, the new generation, I guess, will, it, it won't be in the new generation, I guess. Yeah, for sure. 
And another question that I had here was, do you guys ever get like, I'll tell you this, when I was shadowing, I clearly remember when the doctor told me to not go into medicine. Like, did you guys ever get something like that? Where it's like other doctors you know tell you to not go into medicine? Like, what, what, do, you, what do you think about that? I've had people tell me not to go into medicine because they thought that I wasn't hardworking and I wasn't passionate enough about it and that I didn't have the stamina and rigor to go into like school for that long and like take the MCAT and then go into residency and like go through that whole process all over again. But I think at the end of the day, like you just got to back out the haters. Um, they, they could like care less. Um, I could care less about what they have to say because like, like I said, I've wanted to be a doctor since I was three years old and I'm not losing sight of that. No one is ever gonna tell me that I can't be a doctor. I decide my own path and like, I'm not letting anyone tell me like otherwise. Yeah, for sure. And, and in the example I was talking about, the doctor wasn't telling me not to go to medicine because I couldn't handle it or something like that. They were just saying, do not go to medicine. It's not worth the amount of time it takes, you know? And so I think that's pretty interesting, you know, where it's like, and I, to be honest, I just never understood the point of shadowing. I'm going to be real with you guys. Like, by the time we become doctors, it's going to be different. So why am I wasting my time shadowing right now? The patient, the student, or not student, the doctor-patient interaction is going to be different. The technology we use is going to be different. I mean, what is the point of shadowing right now? Like, what if I don't like it now, but when new technologies come out, then I'm going to like it? You know, like, I just never understood why we have to shadow in the first place. I don't think any experience is a waste of time because at the end of the day, you're always learning something. Yeah. Um, it, like right now, my internship, for example, um, I don't really like it, but I'm, I've learned that like, I don't want to go into that. Like, I don't want to code. I don't want to go into like MIS coding. So yeah. at the end of the day, I feel like every, like every experience serves for a reason and like everything happens for a reason too. Like if you don't like that experience, um, just use it as like, okay, that's not what I'm going to do in the future. That's fine move on with it. Um, every experience serves for a reason. So um, you should use it to like your benefit always. Yeah, um, I was I was talking to my uh, the person I was shadowing last year. They were telling me like the reason there's like a lot of unhappy doctors is that much more recently, there's like a lot more stringent like laws that are restricting doctors currently. And then the other part of it is that people get into it for the money they end off paying like paying off debts for way longer than people like perceive. So like, I don't think people like factor in how much debt goes into school. Yeah. Hey, if, if you're applying to call like medical school, like go and stay, like don't mm -hmm. ever pay 70 K courses. Yeah. Or cash out on Caribbean schools, man. <laughs> <laughs> Or like, um, take a gap year. I know people like really look down upon gap years, but I think like, like taking a semester, like a year off and like, you know, earning some money, like scribing or just like getting into the field, getting experience. I think that always ends up helping your resume and you're always like earning money right before you go into medical school. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I definitely hope to make like a future podcast or something about this or like a blog post, but especially if you're medicine, you know, you want to go into medicine. I definitely recommend considering BSMD programs. So right now I'm in a BSMD program and I'm basically able to save a year from my entire like process. And so if you're able to apply to BSMD programs, definitely do because it doesn't hurt to apply. And if you get in, there's so many benefits of it, especially the, like you get to save time, you get to save money. 
you know, but there are also some drawbacks, which I will definitely try to cover in like a future podcast or episode or Instagram blog post, but definitely be on the lookout for that. Definitely think about uh, BSMD. And also don't just think that MD is the end of the, like the end of the line, you know, like we said so many times in this episode, you also have DO, PA, nursing, you can be a tech, you can be a lot of different things. So definitely think about that when you're in medicine. So I guess we'll definitely make future episodes about pre-med just because there's so much to talk about. Like in a future episode, we may be talking about, we may be talking with like high school pre-med students or people who are in medical school right now. And just because the pre-med field is so expansive, it's definitely good to have as many perspectives as you can, just so you know what you're getting into. So I definitely hope you guys were able to learn from this episode. Um, like I said, we'll definitely have more episodes about pre-med in the future, but I hope that the perspectives from this episode will solidify your interest in pre-med or also, it's not a bad thing, but also question your interest in pre-med, you know, because there shouldn't be the stigma that if you drop out of pre-med, it's bad, you know? And like I said, either way, I just hope that this podcast was helpful and the information in it was helpful. So thank you guys for listening, and I definitely hope to see you guys in a future episode.